Hi everyone, this is Pete here. So today I wanted to give you guys a complete update, right, on all the changes that's upcoming for the HDB flats in Singapore because the 2023 Singapore budget discussion on the housing portion kind of just complete. I'm not sure if there's more to come, but so far the national development part of the speech is already done, okay? So I want to give you guys a very quick update and uh, let you know what are all the HDB changes that you must know. Okay, so let's go straight into it, yeah? Alright, the first thing is this. One of the main focus here is HDB supply. Now, guys, before I go to all this, just remember, at the end, I will provide all my opinions and all my input and, of course, my prediction. Okay, so watch to the end of this. Now, the first thing is this, right? Uh, HDB actually mentioned that this year, they are going to complete uh, and hand over about 20,000 flats. That's a lot of flats, right? Because remember, usually in the past years, we are usually producing only about 17 to maybe even 18,000 uh, flats, okay, in general, all right? And once again, remind they remind us once again, uh, between 2021, which is two years ago, until 2025, they are looking to deliver, right, 100,000 flats. Now, one thing to remember is that these are not just flats uh, that is going to be launched. That means like, oh, offer to let people to order that they built, you know, a few years later. No, no, no. They intend to hand over 100,000 flats in terms of like handing the keys to the owner, all right? So this is a huge supply that's going to come in just two years' time, right? And so this year... Their expectation is 20,000 flats and they are also targeting to launch another 23,000 flats for people to start booking their BTO, which will generally take about four to even five years. So whatever they launch right now, guys, is actually not inside the 100K, right? So think about it, right? The future supply of HDB once again is going to be very, very much increased, okay? Now, the next thing is this. There's a new scheme, right, for the first-timer, and it's called the First-Timer Parent and Married Couple Scheme. So once again, MND, guys, if you are watching this, right, uh, we need to come up with a better name for this, okay? Although it's very self-explanatory, but uh, it's very long and it's very boring, okay? So now, so what are the changes? Is basically, if you fall under this category called the First-Timer PMC Group, right, you will get one extra ballot compared to the normal first-timer, okay? So... Once again, let's take a look who fall under this group. And actually, I talked about this during my previous uh, live stream about property, okay? Is that any family which have children less than 18 or lower, right? Age 18 or below, or any married couple, okay? That are age 40 and below, all right? Age 40 and below. So now, guys, one thing is that I got wrong, uh, Okay, and when I get things wrong, I admit, okay, so I got this wrong in my last live stream, so I want to correct it here, is that they also add in this extra criteria to say that both of this, they also must not have owned or sold any residential property before. That means if you have bought a resale flat before and you sold it, then actually you don't qualify for this, right? So unlike what I said in my previous live stream, okay? And then they also say, no had the chance to book a flat in the last five years. So I, I do think this part of the um, the measures is a bit uh, uh, harsh, right? Because there's a huge group of people, right, who may have uh, booked a flat, tried to book a flat in the last five years, but maybe the flat choice wasn't very good and they, they rejected it, okay? So 
Um, this is quite harsh, but nevertheless, rule is the rule. Okay. And once again, how many of such uh, people are going to benefit, right? Is that of all the first timer, actually the MND speech says that up to uh, 10%, okay, of the first timer will benefit. So really, this is a very targeted approach because first timer itself is already not a big group, right? It's a, it's a smaller, it's a smaller subset already. And then this is the 10% of the smaller subset. So it's a really, really small group, right? So very, very targeted. Now, another new scheme that's being pushed out, right, is the family and parenthood priority scheme. Now, previously, there wasn't the family part, but because now they have the first timer, there's a new, right, so they include them into this scheme. So up to 40% of the BTO supply and up to 60% of the sales of balance supply will be allocated to this group, right, for developing. And take note, this will only kickstart in the... August 2023 BTO, all right? So just take note that if you are in this group and you want a higher chance of getting a flat, right, it's only going to start from August 2023, right? Now, the next thing is this, uh, right? They also talk about for BTO launches, okay? So there's a few criteria here, right? BTO launches in non-mature estate, okay, right? For those of you who are the first-timer PMC group, right, you will get first priority. That means there is no need to queue. Uh. They will put you up front, uh, okay, in the ballot, uh, right? If you are applying for a four-room flat or smaller, okay? So this one, to be very honest, that's what I read in the speech, okay? I will go and confirm further, but so far, if I take the speech verbatim, right, this is what they say. Okay, that the first-timer PMC group of people, right, you will get first priority. That means it's not even a queue, it's not even a ballot, you will get it first. Okay, so really the government is trying to help this group of people, right, to secure a flat as soon as possible. Alright, so if you belong to this group, I think you can fully take advantage of this if you're going for a BTO. Now, of course, with all this benefit, there must be some punitive measures as well, yeah? So what is the punitive measure is that not right now, if you do not select your flat two times, if they invite you, right, you your first timer status will be lost and you'll be considered a second timer uh, for one year. However, right now, they are making it even stricter. So long you have one non-selection count, that means you didn't select for once, uh, you straight away become second timer, okay? And once you are a second timer, if you didn't select one more time, okay, you will be barred from... Uh, BTO selection for one year. That means you cannot select BT, you cannot apply for BTO for one whole year. Okay, so just take note, right? And this is the government's uh, uh, initiative uh, to make sure that people do not abuse the system. Okay, because they say that up to 40% of people who are invited to select a flat actually do not select a flat. All right, that's quite huge. Huh? Okay, but however, the government also uh, is quite, quite leading in the sense that uh, they say they will not penalize them if the applicants have fewer than 10 BTO flats, okay, to apply for when they are invited to, or if it's for sales or balance flat, if they have five or less choices to choose from, right, then they will not penalize you. All right? Now, with that done, with all the allocation done, let's go to the monetary part because there is an increase in the CPF grant. So once again, CPF grant for four-bedroom or smaller, for resale flat, increased by 30,000, for five-bedroom or smaller, uh, larger increase by 10,000. Okay. And how many people will be benefiting from this? Quite a huge number, right? Based on their statistics, it's up to one third of the resale flat buyer. Now, for those of you who are confused about hey, what are all the grants that is available, right? I, uh, I found a 
table over here that can really help, right? So generally, there are three main uh, grants that you can look at. Okay, so that is the Enhanced CPF Housing Grant, Proximity Housing Grant, and the CPF Housing Grant. The one that I just mentioned is actually the CPF Housing Grant, right? That increased up to 80K from previously 50K, all right? And for five-bedroom now, it's up to 50K from previously 40K. Now, one thing that I noticed is this, this will only directly uh, benefit people right, who are applying for a resale flat. But for those of you who are applying for a BTO flat, okay, actually there is no change in your grant. Now, which grant is that? It's actually this one, right? It is the Enhanced CPF Housing Grant, which applies to both new and resale HDB flat. Okay, so you can see over here on this table is even clearer that unlike the CPF housing grant, right, that applies throughout to all the different salary uh, band, okay, different income band, uh, the enhanced CPF housing grant actually is tiered according to how much you earn. So the lesser you earn, the more grant you get. So really, I think this time now the government's approach is very simple, right? They only increase this one and not this one. Why? Because they, I think the approach is that they really want to swing as many people as possible, right? that are thinking of applying for BTO to go ahead and go and buy your resale flat, okay? So they are not increasing any more grant for BTO, but they are saying, hey, if you need some help to go and buy your resale flat, go ahead. So really, this is a two-pronged approach. At the same time, they are increasing, okay? They are increasing the BTO supply, and at the same time, they are trying to decrease the BTO demand. So later, I'll talk about what's the effect on this. Okay, now one more thing that was being mentioned is this little part about co-living, quite interesting, right? So basically they were talking about, right, uh, the challenges that the singles face in finding a flat in Singapore, okay? And they basically talked about, we will see how we can support their housing aspirations, including through co-living models or other types of housing arrangement. Wow, okay, so we might be looking at the first time, right, that the HDB or MND has stopped in has talked about uh, co-living from an HDB flat, which has not happened so far. Okay, So you, you cannot go and buy an HDB flat with your friend at this point in time right, and call yourself a couple. Okay? You must be a fiancé, fiancé, or married. Okay? You can buy a single, but not as a couple. So maybe they are going to relax the rule about this. So this is really going to impact a lot of things. For example, rental market and uh, even uh, uh, sales of uh, resale flat. Okay. Now, one thing that was once again in the highlight, right, was that this part, right? They mentioned about past lesson learned. And long story short, they basically talk about how the HDB had a lot of unsold flat in the past, right, due to economic crisis. And it took them many years to sell out everything. And this had a huge impact on the value of the flat. So I think this is where the government is trying to reiterate uh, that they are here not just to also make housing available and affordable. They are also here to ensure that housing continues to be an asset that people can rely on. Now, the next thing is they talk about the future, what's upcoming. And I think there are a lot of exciting stuff. So over here, they talk about there are going to be upcoming projects, right? At very central area. Once again, this is going to have a huge impact on resale market, right? In the central area. So for example, Mount Pleasant, Keppel Club, Bayshore, right? So I'll talk about these three later on. And they also mentioned that going into the further future in 2030 and 40s, we will see the Greater Southern Waterfront, right? Being redeveloped together with the Paliba Air Bay. So this is all expected to be in 2035, uh, okay? And it will offer about 100 and 
50,000 public and private homes. So wow, that's a huge supply, all right? So yet to be seen, how many of these 150,000 is public? How many of them is private, okay? So this will also have an impact on both the private and public market. Okay, so here comes to the exciting part. What is my prediction? Okay, so let's take a look. I think in the near term, right, because, you know, the government initiative is really to swing people to the resale flat, right? I do think that in the near term, uh, resale flat prices will move out a little bit because of the increased housing grant. Yes, the supply is coming up, but once again, take note, right, these supplies take times to come in and it come in in batches of like 20,000, 25,000, 25,000. So, uh, it will take a while for the supply to come in and take its effect. So I do think that near-term resale flat price is going to go up. So good news for those of you who already want to sell. And uh, good news to all my students and clients right away from my consultation who are selling their flats right now. You will probably be getting very good prices or so. Okay. Now, for HDB, I do think HDB rental with all this increased CPF housing grant, right, will cool off a little bit. Why? Because Right now, I think many people are thinking of renting first while waiting for their BTO flats. But if you're going to get 30,000 more right, to go and buy your resale flat, there may be a chance that a group of uh, BTO people will actually move towards the resale segment. Okay, So this may decrease the demand for HDB and therefore the HDB rental can cool off a little bit. Right. Third one is that I do think over the longer term, once this whole uh effect of people going to buy resale flat due to the increased grant has finished right i think hdb prices really due to the supply that's coming in will start to correct and to a very stable level right this hundred thousand supply is no joke uh, right it's really quite a lot it's about 10 percent of the current hdb supply in singapore right now so 10 percent influx over just the last the next five years uh, is quite a huge amount now, one more very important thing is for those of you who are owning a flat or you're thinking of buying one of those $1 million resale HDB in the central area, right? Do reconsider and think about it. Why? Because I do believe that uh, once again, uh, the prices for central area resale flat will start to drop once all these very attractive BTO in Mount Pleasant, Keppel and Bayshore, all these very central area, right? Start to come up. Right, and and this will add to the demand to the central area. And guess what? They haven't even announced, right? The Greater Southern Waterfront, the Paribas Airways, and all these are pretty central area as well. So I do believe once again, right? It, reiterating what I said in my previous live stream is that buying those one over one million dollar HDB for your own state purposes, I think is fine. But if you are buying for investment and thinking of flipping it or whatnot, right? It's not that great an idea. Okay. So overall, one thing is, I, I do believe that the government is here to correct the prices, but it's not here to crash the market, okay? And, and that's because the government mentioned that it is an asset that they want to reserve the value. So preserve the value. Now, I want to show you a clip that uh, our Minister of National Development, Desmond Lee, right, uh, recently gave. And I want you to listen very carefully, all right, uh, to what he said. If you need to, just jack up your volume up a little bit at this point in time, okay? Let's take a look. But ask uh, any Singaporean, they'll tell you that they're not looking at a home purely as a home forever, nor are they looking at a home as a pure asset or commodity. As uh, people who are going through different stages in life, you're looking at a home first and foremost as a place for you to live, shelter, a place for safe harbour, a place to raise your family. But most home buyers also want to look to say, is this a good property or not? Mm. Because ultimately, I might need to move. Yes. And when I move, I need to have the resources from the sale of this property to buy my next home, to renovate it, to make it 
ready for my family. And that means that uh, home is both a home and an asset. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that uh, you address uh, both needs, which are it's really not incongruous to have both at the same time. And- All right, so really, like what uh, Mr. Desmond Lee has said, right? It is the objective uh, is to make sure that it is both a home for you to stay and it's also an asset that will appreciate in price. So the next time when you want to move to a bigger place or you need to renovate your next place, it will still serve as a whole of value for you to do so, right? So I think be rest assured, right? That a lot of people are drumming the HDB price crash narrative. I don't think it will crash, but will it correct and then stay stable and stagnant for a while? I do think that is the objective, okay? So next thing I want to share with you is what I will do, uh, okay, if I am an HDB owner at this point in time, because I have been coaching a lot of my clients and my students about their property portfolio. So I'll just give you an example, right, on what, how one of these uh, 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 coaching sessions goes, right? So usually I'll just say, this is my opinion if I'm holding a HDB like yours, okay? So take a look. Uh. So once again, I just want to say, right, all these are not investment advice. Uh, it's just me giving my honest opinion. So number one, if I have plans to sell, um, not your, okay, my, 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 my HDB, right? And is that maybe in the next few years, I do intend to sell my HDB to buy a private, right? In fact, I will want to expedite that process. I want to do it as soon as possible. Now, why do I want to do that? Because I, I do think that HDB prices right now is peaking, okay? It may peak a little bit more with the increased CPF grant, but in the long run, with all this supply flooding in, right? Yeah, I think it's inevitable that the prices will correct back down. Now, to what level? I'm not certain, right? A crash is not expected, but if it corrects by 10%, 15%, and then stay flat there, right? I would not be surprised. Right? And one of the main things is that I do think private home prices right now in certain areas, especially in the resale segment, is still pretty attractive. Okay, I do admit new launch is a bit frosty, but resale segment is still very attractive. So this is where I'm sending my students to go and take a look right, with my partner agents as well. Now, the next thing is, if you don't sell and buy now, it's not just that you will miss the peak prices of the HDB. It's also that when you buy later, guess what? Right, the government can add more cooling measures, right, or stamp duty in the future. This year, they actually added more stamp duty to the private market already. So, would there be more? It is very hard to say. But if you already have plans to kind of change out your HDB to buy a private, then you might want to do it before more measures and more stamp duty comes in, correct? Because if you really delay and this both happen, where HDB prices picked out and starts to come down and there's more stamp duty coming in, then really it will be a double whammy for you if you need it. Okay? All right. So guys, this is all I wanted to share with you guys. And once again, for those of you who want to get on my consultation, all right, last call is that I'll put my link down in the description below, right? And I'll get my partner agents to uh, speak with you guys. All right. For those of you who need help with your property plans, be it HDB or private property. Okay. So guys, I hope you all find good value in this uh, recording, right? Let me know if you have any questions and you have any other comments, put in the comments below and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.